morning. These devotions are brought to you by the Anglican Diocese of the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands. My name is Kenneth Knowles Jr. from the parish of St. Barnabas, New Providence. Let us pray. O God, by your Holy Spirit, you enabled your servant Anthony to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Give us grace with pure hearts and minds to follow you the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Word of God, written in the book of the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, beginning at the 17th verse. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Thanks be to God. Today we observe the feast of St. Anthony of Egypt. He was a founder of monasticism who marked his days with prayer, reading, and doing manual labor. The gospel reading for this morning is interestingly special to the life of St. Anthony, as it was the words spoken by Christ that led him to sell what he owned and give a large sum of his inheritance to the poor. In St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, particularly verses 17 to 31, Christ is faced with the issue of wealth and discipleship. In verses 17 and following, we are told that while Christ was setting on a journey, there was a question about inheriting eternal life that was asked by a rich man. And in response to this question, Christ admonishes this rich man to go sell what he owned and give the money to the poor, and he will have treasure in heaven, then come and follow him. Within the context that this story was written, in ancient Judaism, there was a belief that eternal life or salvation was gained by keeping the law. That is, not by only observing the commandments, but by participating in Jewish rituals and sacrifices. And in those times, Only the rich was able to fully participate in such rituals, 
because it was only the rich who could afford the items necessary for the sacrifices in the temple, such as the burnt offerings, the offerings of well-being, and the libation offerings, etc. Therefore, it was believed that only the rich would inherit eternal life, or that it was more likely for the rich to gain salvation as compared to the poor. However, in this current narrative, Jesus brings clarity to this issue. His response to the question given by the rich man points to the fact that eternal life is not gained through wealth and riches, but rather it is gained through discipleship, by actively following Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Christ told the rich man that although he kept up with the outward forms of religion, the rituals, the customs, the offerings and sacrifices, and although he kept the commandments since he was young, he still lacked a very important requirement of salvation. And this requirement was to follow Christ, to become his disciple, which was only done by the renunciation of one's earthly dependencies and the acceptance of salvation as God's gift in trust and faith, that leaving behind of all the earthly things and following Christ. And Christ instructed the rich man to do something that went against the norm of Jewish society, which was to sell all that he had and give the money to the poor, and in that he will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow Christ. And this treasure in heaven has to do with investing in the lives of others. And so in the rich man's case, he was called to invest in the lives of the poor, the widow, the orphan, the stranger, the disenfranchised of society. He was called to invest in the lives of persons who could not possibly repay him for his kindness and his investment. And this is why Christ said in St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, and verse 40 and following, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And it is in these instructions that Christ gave to the rich man that we find the essence of discipleship, of what it means to truly follow Christ. And in following Christ, we are called to invest in the lives of others. We are called to pour into the lives of others. And this is the kind of offering or sacrifice that Christ is interested in. Not those offerings or sacrifices being made in the temple, He is concerned with the sacrifices that one makes in order to impact the lives of the people around them. And this is why he goes on in St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 29, and says, Those who make great sacrifices will not only be blessed in this current age, but also be blessed in the age to come, in eternal life. And this is the message that Christ is trying to get across to the rich man, that it is not by his financial position in life and by keeping the, the rituals and the offerings and sacrifices and the commandments that he gained eternal life. But it is through discipleship. It is through following Christ 
and it is through serving Christ in the lives of others. And my friends, I believe this message is very true for us today. And by no means is this passage telling us that those who are rich, that they must give up all they have and give it to the poor and leave nothing for themselves. But the abiding message for us this morning is to understand that our trust, our confidence, our hope should be placed in Christ alone for our salvation and not by our wealth or by our social status in life or by our own strength and by our own might that we gain salvation. But rather it is by living the gospel message and leaving all of our worldly pleasures behind and following Christ. And so, my friends, my question to you this morning is what are you putting your trust in for your salvation? Are you trusting in your own strength, in your own might, that by somehow you will gain salvation by your works or by your own deeds? Are you trusting in your wealth, your power, your position in life, in your social status? My friends, put your trust in. In God, for He alone is your salvation. And so, on this blessed feast of St. Anthony of Egypt, I urge you, as Jesus instructed the rich man, to go and follow Him. Let us pray. Lord, give us the courage to take up our cross and follow You, even if it means sacrificing our own comforts and desires. Help us to be obedient to your will and to live a life of love and of service to others with humility. Help us to remember that a life of following you is not one of rules, but one of grace. Grace for others and grace for ourselves. These things we ask in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's devotions. No turning back, no turning back, I have decided to follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning There's no turning back